0: again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I'm super excited about. It is our first guest in the world of wrestling and professional fighting. I've been trying to get this lady on for a long time. She finally agreed. She's been stepping into the limelight a little more lately, so maybe that's why she uh, is here today. But I'd love to introduce her. I would like to introduce Fighter wrestler Ronda Rousey. How's it going, Ronda?
1: Doing well. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, thanks for making it up. What brings you to New York?
1: Um, honestly, your incessant phone calls.
0: Oh, uh, gotta,
1: gotta get those to stop. Oh, yeah,
0: that's fair, but it got you here, so I it might did. keep doing it.
1: It did. Um, so,
0: newly uh, signed contract with uh, the WWE, uh, professional wrestler. What's it like going from like actual fighting to pretend fighting?
1: Honestly, it's been a really exciting transition. I mean, real fighting, you are in it. There are consequences. If you get hit, you're going down. Although, usually it was my opponent who went down. But
0: Yeah, no, I mean, your uh, record uh, from MMA was 14-2, and two, so quite the resume you had there.
1: Yeah, not too shabby. But now with the WWE, it's one where it's more like a dance it's you are to be really in touch with your partner you kind of don't want to hurt each other but you still want to look like you're fully into it and it's it requires a lot more control i'm amazed that like
0: you're talking a lot about like working with your partner and stuff because i know a lot of like professional wrestlers still like talk about it being real and like the 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 aggression being real and uh A lot of people, like, the hugest joke about wrestling has always been, like, wrestling's fake. But uh, you seem to, like, be okay with that.
1: I would say it's more along the lines of I did not read my contract super clearly on what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. This may get taken down by the WWE. Fair warning.
0: Uh, Vince McMahon, if you're out there, I apologize right now, but we are definitely going to air this.
1: Fair enough. So,
0: so what, what has been the biggest hurdle you've experienced making that transition?
1: I'd say the biggest hurdle is just really creating the character. Like, sticking with the character, because when I did MMA... It was me. I was out there. I was fighting. I mean, I did a little bit of acting. I don't know if you saw Entourage. The yeah, movie.
0: no, uh, I've, I've actually uh, listed some of your uh, acting. You were in Expendables 3. Yeah. You were in uh, Furious 7.
1: Absolutely, I was.
0: One thing uh, I in my research, I, I was looking up, you were sub- slotted to be in a reboot of the movie Roadhouse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, you actually got removed from the role after your last UFC loss. Can, can you go into that a little more?
1: I would say that mostly came along because in Roadhouse, I mean, that movie was incredible, but the fighting was intense, but you had to go in and be a warrior for that movie. And warriors don't lose.
0: So were you, were you upset when they took you out of the role, or did you kind of expect it?
1: I would say that I brought dishonor upon my name, and this was the only way to redeem myself. I deserved this.
0: You deserved, like, losing the part? Yes. Okay. I deserved
1: losing everything, because when you lose, there is no possible way you can win.
0: Okay. Uh, So when you lose, there's no possible way you can win. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out what you mean by that, because you you still have a career. You're still doing stuff. You're you're now with the WWE. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm sure there's, like, slated losses there. I'm not sure how it works.
1: Well, in the WWE, when I have to lose, when they make me lose because I do not lose, except for those times, and we don't talk about those times, they pay me more.
0: Wow. Wow. I think I'm getting a little bit of what I've come to learn about the the Ronda Rousey that the media and stuff say. Because you are uh, known as the person who brought trash talking to women's MMA. And uh, I, I can start to hear a little bit of that in your voice here.
1: Yeah, well, pretty much I am there to win. And I am there to win both physically and mentally. I want you fucking destroyed by the time you leave the ring with me.
0: Yeah, no, you were, I mean, you were undefeated until you lost your, uh...
1: What did I just say about bringing up losses?
0: I mean, it happened. Do
1: we talk about it? In
0: 2015, you lost to Holly Holm. You lost your title, and you didn't fight again until another year later, and then you lost again. And then you haven't, you, you left the UFC.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's what happened. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just quoting what happened here.
1: Yes, It happened. And we really don't have to talk about it. I have brought shame and dishonor upon my house's name. And the only way to redeem myself was to be banished from the sport and move on. I I do have to bring up one thing.
0: After last summer's uh, boxing match between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor, Mm -hmm. you went out and challenged Floyd Mayweather to fight in the octagon, even after you, quote-unquote, retired or left MMA. Uh, What was
1: that about? I honestly think that he was getting too big of a head. He believed that he was the best fighter in the world, which is bullshit. He might be a pretty good fighter with a dick, but he's never fought me.
0: I mean, he is undefeated. He is seen as one of the greatest boxers of all time. I I feel like bringing him into MMA would be a little, like, uh, too much of a learning curve for him. I mean, Conor McGregor thought he could go into the boxing ring and fight Floyd Mayweather, and like he did, he held his own, but ultimately he lost because, you know, he's not a boxer.
1: Yeah, but he lost because it's a particular style of fighting. That'd be like challenging a football team to play a soccer team and being like, oh, well, the Packers lost to like Manchester United. So shocking. It's like completely different sport. I personally think that Floyd Mayweather, thinking that he is the ultimate fighter, when all he does is hop around with little gloves on his hands. That's not fighting.
0: But aren't you just contradicting yourself, saying that, like, that would be like the soccer team challenging the football team to playing soccer? I mean, what you're doing.
1: I'm saying that he's claiming that he is the best at ultimate fighting, Mm. so I want him to have an ultimate fight.
0: Okay, I mean... Hey, if Floyd Mayweather. If you're out there and you want to come up and talk your side of this story, we'd love to have you. We'd love to hear what you meant by that. If you really think you could beat Ronda Rousey in the octagon. Bring it! Wow, that was quite loud, Ronda. All right. Sorry,
1: I um, I lost control.
0: Moving on a little bit. So, uh, you you first came to national uh, world renowned when you uh, won the bronze medal in the Beijing Olympics for judo. What was that like for you? I mean, you, you were very young at the time. This was back in 08. Uh, so, like, what was it like to get that level of success at such a young age?
1: That was absolutely incredible, life-changing moment. I mean, would have been better to have the gold, but that was a major taste of winning. I love to win. And ever since getting that bronze medal, getting my first taste of victory, I don't like backing down from a fight.
0: I mean, you know what they say, like, it's better to get the bronze than the silver because you have to win to get the bronze, whereas to the the, the silver, you lose the championship.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Silver is basically first loser. Yeah. Bronze.
0: Constellation match. You know what? (laughs) You're
1: scrapping to get onto the podium, and I made it.
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's what really got you into the UFC. hmm For a while, like, you were seen in the UFC as just, like, the only female fighter because no one could beat you.
1: Damn straight.
0: Uh, do you think it might have been better if, like, you had experienced a loss earlier on? Because when you finally did lose, it was kind of earth-shattering, and you never seemed to recover.
1: That is because I was always raised, you win or you are nothing. I lost and became nothing. And now I'm building myself up from nothing.
0: okay. Well, you d- did say that you uh, used to watch the WWF, it was what the WWE was formerly known as. Yes. You used to watch it growing up and you were a big fan of uh, Rowdy uh, Rowdy Piper, and that you've actually now like adopted his nickname as uh, Rowdy in the wrestling ring. I what,
1: thought it would be a good way to honor him
0: Yeah, no, Um, you actually uh, During your introduction in uh, Wrestlemania 34 uh, You actually wore his jacket
1: Yeah, that was That was incredible That was one of those That little girl warrior inside of me Just It was so cool
0: So you, you really do have a respect For the art that is Professional wrestling Very much so, yes What would you say to people out there that think professional wrestling isn't a sport?
1: I think if they don't believe that it's a sport, they can come into the ring and find out for themselves. I'll take them.
0: Would you... Okay, so you're you're, you're challenging them into the ring, but doesn't professional wrestling take, like, teamwork? And if they don't know what they're doing in the ring, wouldn't it just look bad?
1: It would look horrible, and that's the point I'm trying to prove. But,
0: like... I feel like to look like a good wrestler, your partner also has to be good.
1: Well, that's the thing. To look like a good wrestler, to have a good fight, first of all, it would be a tag team. Me and one of my other fellow WWE fighters against two morons who think that they can do this. Honestly, it is a sport. It is an art form. It is it requires massive amount of muscle, massive amounts of training, massive amounts of control and trust. If you don't trust the people you're fighting, you will lose, and that's why having two people who have no idea what they're doing, let them try to fight it out in the ring. See what happens, it ain't gonna be pretty.
0: Now you say lose, but aren't these fights predetermined? So there, there's, there's a scripted loser. I just feel like it would just look weird, like people would just be kind of like running around and not really like touching each other, and it just wouldn't be entertaining, I think.
1: Oh, well, I'm not saying that this would be entertaining, this is purely to prove a point. I'm not saying we have to air it, this is just straight up telling someone you're an idiot.
0: Well said. So, you you do the wrestling right now. I do. You've, you've done some acting. Yeah. Do you have any other plans for the future, things that uh, we haven't heard about yet?
1: Honestly, was thinking a little bit about becoming the next crocodile hunter. Crocodile hunter? Yep. Steve Irwin would wrestle crocodiles. He did great with animals, was a total badass fearless. And I've conquered the human world, and I think conquering the animal kingdom should be next.
0: Okay. Now, what would you say to Steve Irwin's family, who are still mourning the loss since, like, he notoriously died from doing what he did?
1: I would say the first thing that I would do is find the stingray that killed him and punch him in the face.
0: Okay. I. I
1: Bring them a little bit of closure.
0: What happens with stingrays? Because I'm, I'm like not as knowledgeable about animals. Do they die after they sting people like bees, or can they just sting people multiple times?
1: I don't even think it was really a sting, so no, they're not like bees, but pretty much what happened is this particular stingray, very large had a barb at the end of its tail, Mm -hmm. and Steve Irwin was swimming over him, and that spooked him a little bit. You know how animals get spooked, it happens. But his barb went right up and hit him right in the heart. And he actually might have survived that if Steve Irwin hadn't immediately pulled it out. When you get stabbed, you gotta keep the wound in. Have you ever been stabbed before? Allegedly.
0: Uh, um, Off the record.
1: Off the record? Maybe.
0: Maybe. And you you left it in there?
1: Yeah. Did. For 2 days. Eventually found my way to the doctor, but we got out. I'm fine.
0: Yeah, the no, other you're... guy wasn't. Oh, 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 okay. So this is as a like all names anonymous. What happened?
1: Let's just say that things got a little heated at Black Friday at Walmart.
0: W- what were you looking for there?
1: Star Wars trilogy.
0: So, the box set? Yep. And it was that heated over just like...
1: There was one left.
0: Now, was this DVDs or uh, VHS? Blu-ray, actually. Blu-ray, okay. And really, there's just one left and things got heated?
1: The lady wanted it. So did I. There was only one way to settle it.
0: Jeez, wow. Um, things are uh, crazy. I mean, I would have just waited to go online for like Cyber Monday and just ordered it that way. That
1: would involve waiting. I wanted to watch it now.
0: Even though, like, it's not even the real Star Wars. This is like the George Lucas edit where he added all that CG crap And Han didn't shoot first in the new ones. Han shot first. Exactly. And you were willing to get into a fight for a DVD that didn't even show that.
1: Well, I have the original VHS. I have the DVD players. I need to own every version of Star Wars. Compare and contrast.
0: Even the prequels?
1: The prequels were never made. What are you talking about?
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, I think this... now the point in the show where we like to go into our speed round of questions, uh, we like to play a couple games here. First game we play is a game called Fuck Mary Kill. Are you familiar with it?
1: Very familiar. I play all it all right. the time. Great. In real life.
0: I believe you. So uh, we, have, I have three names here. I'm gonna give them to you, and you tell me which category each name goes into. All right. First name, Hulk Hogan. Second name, The Rock. Third name, John Cena.
1: Okay. Kill John Cena. Definitely a goal for a while now. I would fuck Hulk Hogan. I think he's got a lot of power there. I think that would be one of the most memorable nights of my life. And I will marry The Rock. All right. Partly so I can continue to fuck him. I think he has a few more years in him than Hulk Hogan. And I may or may not enjoy Moana's sing-alongs.
0: Fair enough. He is a hilarious gentleman. I really enjoyed him in Jumanji.
1: He was brilliant in that. I enjoy a man who can make me laugh as well as fight me as an equal.
0: All right. Well, the next segment of our show, we do like to do a little bit of word association. Basically, I will say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Bring it. All right. First word, fight. Win. Right. Win to party hard, octagon, win hexagon,
1: win more
0: submission,
1: never grab, why belt, win champion, me.
0: All right, well, that's about all we have time for today. I would like to thank Rhonda Rousey for coming out here. Rhonda, do you have anything to say to our listeners before you head out? Just
1: want to say, if you believe in something, whether it's being the ultimate fighting champion or punching a stingray, believe in yourself and
0: win. Alright, well thank you again for coming out here and thank you all for listening and we will see you all next time. Again, for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised. So instead of having the real Ronda Rousey here today, it has been my buddy Sam Moyer. How's it going, Sam?
1: Doing great. Thanks for
0: having me. This was fun. No, yeah, Thanks for coming out here. Uh So, what'd you know about Ronda Rousey coming into this?
1: Pretty much absolutely nothing. Didn't recognize the name at all. Eventually, figured out that she was in the Entourage movie, and that's where my knowledge ended.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's one of those things where I do, like, when picking characters for the show, I do, like, a little bit of, like, looking into, like, who does this person kind of look like? And what celebrity do they kind of embody? I'm, of the, I'm
1: flattered if you think yeah, I look I mean, like her, I mean, she is a she is a freaking Amazon. Yeah, She's no, a badass. I mean,
0: you, you, you do have, like, a similar stature to her. I mean, obviously you're not a professional wrestler.
1: Not yet.
0: Hey, I mean... You know, you've got time.
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, you, you're, you're an actress. Uh, wrestling's, like, at least, like, 60% acting. It's
1: a possibility.
0: You know, hey, if you go into professional wrestling, we have heard it here first, and this is where <laughs> you got your start. Remember to give us a shout-out when you get into that ring.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, uh, what was the show like for you? Uh,
1: Honestly, it was a lot of fun. It was one of those where, like you said, finding the game and... Once you figured out the whole, oh, Vic. Victory is the only acceptable option. It's like, alright, this works. Yeah, she, make this seemed,
0: she seemed really upset about her losses. I was yeah. like, Do I push on this a little more or do I get punched in the face?
1: I was considering trying to find a way to make it sound like I had punched you in it, but I didn't know how to do that safely and in the moment. Oh, so no, I decided I mean, not to.
0: We we have done stuff like that on the show before. Yeah. We have we've uh, created dark rituals.
1: Oh wow. Yeah,
0: no, um like I, I know my, my guitar here. Mm-hmm. sometimes like uh, if I have a musical guest they'll like break that out and just start playing without asking me prior. I'm like, oh okay, I didn't know you could do that but awesome we're Fun doing surprise. We're doing musical improv right now. Yes. Alright, so Sam, you are an actress, improviser in the city, what have you been up to lately?
1: Um, mostly writing and filming. i uh, recently made a parody of the song One Day More from Les Mis, it's called One Tip More. It's all about serving and why it sucks, and that's on YouTube. Uh, also in pre-production right now for a millennial horror series that I'm writing, Basically taking the story of, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't know if you ever watched that on Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, I am
0: a 90s kid, so I definitely did.
1: As am I. Uh, so we're doing Are You Afraid to Adult? And it is a millennial horror series.
0: Very cool.
1: Yes, it's very scary. Things like getting health insurance or avocado toast taking over the world. Oh, man, uh,
0: I, I don't know if I'm ready for this to tell you the truth. You
1: probably won't be, but it's something that our generation needs to face.
0: Fair enough. So, if our listeners wanted to find any of your stuff, uh, where could they go to find, like, your videos and all that?
1: Um, all the videos are on YouTube. You can also go to samanthamoyer.net. Apparently, samanthamoyer.com is owned by some weather station in Idaho for reasons that I've never understood. Um, but yeah, samanthamoyer.net. You can follow me on Instagram at sammoyer02. Um, all of my stuff is posted there as well. Um... I supposedly have a Twitter, but I've never used it. So, yeah, you can ignore that one.
0: All right. Well, thank you again for coming out here, Sam. It has been a blast. Also, if you guys want to find us on Instagram, we're at yesandiam. So go ahead and check us out. We post a lot of fun things there. Also, if you haven't given us a rating on iTunes yet, please go there, give us a five-star rating. It helps more people find the show, and that keeps us happy. Also, if you have not hit that subscribe button for the show, please do so, so you can get all of our episodes instantly in your feed each week. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you all next time.